Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kip. And today we have a very special guest back on, our returning all-time peon guest, Van! <laughs> Hello! Yay! Bow, bow, bow. Oh my gosh, I love it. So, um, I'm becoming a frequent flyer. You, you have, are, yeah. yeah. You are our encyclopedia for fascinating and exotic animals. Yeah, you have a unique plethora of experience most people never have. Yeah. Yeah. So. And uh, we're going to be talking about yet another one of them today. Yes. So this topic came up, um, I know, so we've talked about this in Fantasy Pets and other episodes where Heath talks about how one of his spirit animals is a wolf. Well, it's just I love you love wolves. I love wolves. So we're going to talk about wolf dogs. And what that is, is a wolf and a dog had a baby. Yeah. Like a mule. Like a it's mule. dog. Except it's a wolf dog. <laughs> and well, um, actually there's a big difference between a mule and a wolf dog in that mules are <laughs> sterile and wolf dogs are not. Oh. See, that's, that's, Very I knew about useful. the mules, did not know that about the wolf dogs. That's really fascinating. And with Van's lovely... Um, living out in the middle of nowhere, you've met lots of interesting characters, and what, one of your friends actually had a couple of these, or like one of these dogs? Yeah. Uh, they had, they had one to begin with, mm-hmm. and they, she, they bred her, and so she had offspring, which is, like I said, they're not sterile, so mm-hmm. they can have babies, and so they also kept several of the offspring, the one of said offspring went out to Israel. Oh, snap. Wow. So, she, that one, all of the ones that I know, or the ones that a friend had, had passed away last I knew, and I figure the one living in Israel has passed away by now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They do tend to have a fairly longer lifespan than you would think for a large breed dog. Um, the oh, ones that I knew easy. made it right. to 12 and 13, and uh, it was cancer, the reason that they didn't live longer. Mm. So how did they, how did she come across the first wolf dog? Okay, the person had wound up in contact with a breeder through a work, a construction job that they were working on. Mm -hmm. And so they did negotiations and, you know, she'd always wanted a wolf dog, so she got one of the puppies. Uh, 80% wolf, 20% Malamute. Uh, So when it comes to wolf dogs, you're looking at, you look at the percentages because the higher the percentage of the wolf, the more wolf behavior there is. Yeah. Now, one thing about this particular breeder that I I don't remember her, actually, I never met her. So, but I do know that with her wolf dogs, she bred to have more of a dog look Mm -hmm. because it's easier if you can go oh it's a malamute mix Mm -hmm. because the wolf dogs fall into a sort of gray area a lot of time on legalities a lot of areas they're considered they can be considered illegal it does definitely cause more problems Mm -hmm. right even if they're technically legal because of once again, rabies vaccines, stuff like that. Right. So, and a lot of vet offices don't want to treat your wolf dog as opposed to treat your dog. Yeah, but if they look right. like a Malamute, oh, this is my Malamute mix, and I don't know, I found, I got it at a, a box full of puppies. So I feel like some yeah. of those vets are like, yeah. sure, 
Malamut mix. Uh, and what else? And they're just like staring at this wolf dog and they're like, hmm. Hmm. Because, well, yeah, go ahead. I mean, you would, without knowing her parentage and without mm-hmm. looking at her behavior, you would never have known that the, uh, the wolf dog's name was Malupa. And you would mm-hmm. never have known that she was a wolf dog. Yeah, I mean, Malamuts look a lot like wolves yeah. already. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, she looked like a odd Malamute mix. But her behaviors, for one thing, wolf dogs are almost are extremely hard to housebreak. Oh. Extremely hard. Mm. It just seems to go with the territory. Terrible. They can be more food aggressive, more food possession behaviors. In Malupa's case, she was fairly submissive by nature. That's good. But yeah. I know that um, the lady was afraid that she would be more aggressive. So when she showed some food aggression... She wound up overcorrecting her. So Malupa sort of was a cringy dog, wolf dog. She'd lean up against you and cry a lot and, you know, just be, I'm bottom, I'm bottom, I know I'm bottom. Aww. Yeah. So sad. Um, I think also we're going to give a, right now, a blanketed statement. There is a big difference between wild animals and domesticated animals and, like, even if you look at, like, evolutionary biology of our domesticated dog they are completely separate species than the wolf like they're not mm-hmm. the same animal so yeah. i'm doing that right. blanketed statement right now that this is like you said a gray area we don't recommend this and just because wolves are cool doesn't mean they make good no. pets no because I, I had right. like heavily thought huh i wonder how that would be and then i decided I don't think I could, uh, you know, if you know, even if I could get my hands on a wolf dog, I don't think I could have like potentially any other animals. No. Because mm, the cats, especially, you can't probably can't have cats with a wolf dog. It is difficult. Yeah. I, so. I don't think Mishka would, you know, give up territory. No, and our our dog Mishka is very dominant. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it did cause several problems with her and other one, other dogs. Uh, not Malupa herself, but they. I do know that she wound up keeping a different wolf dog for somebody by the name of Phantom, and he was very much a dominant dog and had issues with the other animals. I do know that she managed to keep cats with Malupa, but there was a bunch of work in the wind to that. And, yeah, um, I wouldn't be willing to other risk Other animals, anything prey animal mm-hmm. was definitely... It, She'd go through fences for ducks and geese, and, you know, it just was trouble because the prey drive in them is extremely high. Yeah, because they're they're not domestic animals. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right. The wolf part, and if it's, like, 80% like her, oof. Wow. Yeah, she was a very high-percentage wolf dog. Uh, Her offspring, uh, they were two litters. And her offspring, the uh, both times was by a German Shepherd. Uh, the first time was on purpose. The second time was sneaky neighbor dog jumped the fence. <laughs> um, but uh, they were so fifty percent Shepherd, forty percent Wolf, ten percent Malamute. And one of them looked exactly like, there were five puppies from the first litter. The second litter, uh, the only one that I know of of it went out to, is the one that went to Israel. Okay. And um, she looked like a shepherd mix. Um, first litter, there were three that looked like shepherd mixes. One that looked exactly like a German, uh, sort of a shaggy German shepherd, and one that looked exactly like a Malamute. Hmm. You would not have known he wasn't a Malamute. Right. Wow. That makes sense. 
I mean, how I large like was she full grown? Uh, she was about about shepherd size. Okay, so like probably 80, 90 pounds? Yep, and um, the Malmute looking one, he was, his name was Stripe, and he was a large size for a Malmute, but still Malmute, within the range of Malmute. God, large for a Malmute, they're huge. Malamutes like can get like 100 pounds, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was he was probably around 100 pounds. Uh, he could stand up and put his uh, paws on my dad's shoulders Wait. when my dad was over visiting with him. You know, and he's six foot. Mm-hmm. I could ride a Malamute. Probably. That's my new horse. Yeah. I'm gonna get a Malamute to ride. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I saw the I saw this dog jump on top of a fridge. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Not a mini yeah. fridge, a real fridge. A, a standard refri- house refrigerator. Oh my god. Did the ref- did it like tilt? Because. No. Flat foot, jump on top of the fridge, and, you know, land, stick his landing, so. Oh my god. You just curl up, you come home from work, and you just find your wolf dog on the fridge going, hello, human. <laughs> Feed me. Oh, so, you know, this, this was an old fridge that was, it was like a beer fridge out in the yard type deal. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. And it was just showing off that he could do it. <laughs> right. Hi. Oh my gosh. Everything the light but, yeah. touches is yours. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, very athletic animal. And, but, you know, you were, looking at him, you'd think he was a Malamute. Just, you know, nice big fellow for his breed. Did the um, wolf dogs, like, have the howl of a wolf, or were they more like the husky malamute sounds? Because I know those are vocal dogs anyway, because... Oh, they have wolfy howls. Oh. And they they also talk a lot. I think that's where, like, huskies and malamutes get from, because when Lupa, I know, anytime she saw her person, she'd be like, that's cute. It is cute, know, but they also have such like weird voices. Mama, mama, mama. Oh. Yeah, because huskies and apparently wolf dogs and wolves can talk. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you know, it's not exactly like Everyone... she saying, mama, mama. So Everyone's nice. seen the I love you video. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> it's cute and creepy. The... <laughs> The dog right. voice. <laughs> that kind of dog voice. They're not saying speech. They just have realized, oh, they like this sound of this like sound making. Is positive. Yeah, exactly. But they're yeah. imitating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is fascinating. Um, it is. It's just, and they're more vocal than a lot of dogs, you know, with mm-hmm. other than barks. You know, mm-hmm. they, they do more other type of vocalizations. Mm-hmm. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. You know, they're, they're more howly, more talky type rather than just bark bark actually come to think of it i don't remember them straight up barking that much at all see that sounds preferable to me i actually find barking a lot more annoying than any sort of owl sounds and stuff yeah and i feel like a lot of people would agree that barking is more annoying yeah yeah so i will i will see our barking episode yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole. We, we do have some neighbors with huskies down the road, and every now and then when I uh, let the dogs out at night, like, they'll get howly down there. And it's, I will say, it is a little disconcerting to go out in the middle of the night's part. It's pitch blacking here. Ooh. It's like, oh. Okay. I like it. No, it's nice. It's a nice sound, but it's like, oh, where are you? I mean, you know, they're not probably coyotes, so. No, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. It's probably just the neighbor dog, so. Well, I will say. The, when I was over at a friend's house, um, the coyotes would start up mm-hmm. yeah, out in the distance. 
and the wolf dogs would start howling back, and the coyotes shut up. Yeah, yeah. they're like, holy shit, that's a wolf. So, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, when you've got five of them in the backyard doing it. Oh, God, that must be so terrifying, because coyotes are so much smaller. Right, you know, they had Malupa, and they kept four of the puppies oh yeah so they have five of them in the backyard and they don't howl that sounds beautiful i bet i mean it really was it was also eerie oh yeah you know yeah it's not exactly the same noise that you hear out of your other dog dogs yeah right that makes sense. Um, I know that some of the friends you have in your area live out on like farms uh hang on a second Marie is scratching her neck. Um, so I know the area you live out, there's a lot of, like, uh, some of your friends have farmland, some of them just have, like, open areas. Was the person who had this, like, I know there's also coyotes out there. Did, is this one of your farm, or one of your farm friends? And, like, was the wolf dogs a good protection against, like, coyotes and things like that? They lived out in the wilderness, you know, would the type area they did not have they had some geese and stuff uh the wolf dogs they're more of a problem for the geese than the coyotes sometimes because like i said they have a high prey drive so they discourage coyotes by their presence Mm -hmm. but you've also got to have good fencing to keep them out right whatever you've got because they will go after it just as fast if not faster than the coyotes do so fair point i was just curious like if you could have enough fencing and it would be like kind of uh a scarecrow for coyotes (laughs) yeah pretty much but you've got you definitely gotta keep them separate from yeah or at least those you had to you might with enough work you might could train one to leave stuff alone that sounds like a lot It'd be real hard. Maybe the ones that were 40% wolf. Mm, or the 20. Right. said there was a 20% wolf, and that sounds like a lot more manageable. Right. It's a lot to ask of them. Yeah. yeah. That's going against know. their nature, which those are really strong instincts. And this yeah. is maybe why you shouldn't breed domesticated animals with wild animals and expect <laughs> right. things. Right. Generally, you should yeah. stick with domestic animals. Yep. Go into you anything get with... a lot of people who want to just breed them because, oh, that's cool, but yeah. you, they don't think about the personality changes it brings. Um, and that being said, I will also say anytime somebody says they have a wolf dog, I take it with a grain of salt because a lot of times, you know, oh, it's a wolf dog, but they found it at the pound. Or, oh, it's got coyote in it. But mm. it, once again, they found it as a, at the pound or something. Yeah. Something. Or, you know, oh, my dog must have got got by a coyote. Yeah. The likelihood of that is fairly low that yeah. your domestic dog bred with a coyote mm. or that you found a wolf dog with, you know, and it's also, if you don't trust the person, they're probably not selling you an actual wolf dog. They're just selling you a wolfy-looking dog and making money off of you. Yeah. You know. Which Malamutes are a lot that's anyway. That's people do. Yeah. Yeah, and like Huskies, Malamutes, even Shepherd mixes, they look like there's a joke that like Keith calls them uh, house wolves. Because yeah. they have, if they have pointy ears and like longer snouts... And maybe right. even a little bit scruffier fur, because that's mm. kind of how you view wolves is, like... They have, like, medium-length fur. Yeah, because, right. what, like, one of the most famous wolf dogs, uh, what, Balto, I remember. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's true, because it's the We're cartoon. just thinking of the cartoon movie that we all watched growing up. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because um, a lot of people who breed wolf dogs actually try and have them look doggier just because it's easier all around mm-hmm. if they look more like a dog than a wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they breed for the personality differences mm-hmm. because, you know, that's a lot of what people like. But they try and keep them looking doggier so that, because at least the responsible breeders are not out to have somebody who goes, oh, cool, it's a wolf dog, you know, I want it because it looks cool. They're, yeah. they're out for people who want to take on this challenge, I guess. Want to take yeah. on the challenge or they just, the personality gets along with them better, you know, because. Yeah. If they want the look, they should like, just get a husky or a malamute. Yeah. Right. You know, get, get a mix of one of those that has a wolfy look to it, or, you know, even one of them, you know, because a lot of times the mixes, you know, you'll get a wolfier looking mix than the actual wolf dog. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's like people who get the Bell and Wall, I'm always bad about the... How do you, what is it? Oh, the, the Bergen Malinois? Huh? The, the Malinois, I'm trying to... Yes, it, the people who get them and go because, you know, yeah. it's mm. something hot at the moment rather than, you know, actually being able to handle one of them. Yeah, those dogs are a lot. They make good police dogs because um, they're super high energy and very intelligent. Yeah, you have to, that's another thing, like... Um, but they're a lot. Yeah, like certain breeds, like Malamutes, um, the one you were just saying that I can't pronounce either shepherd mixes huskies all of them are very intelligent dogs and therefore you have to keep them very stimulated like even part of the reason we went in for a lab mix was to try to curb some of the husky nature of our dogs yeah we were like um so lab mix that'll help them be better with cats and (laughs) and and hopefully be a little chiller not as psycho Which yeah. it does help right. to a degree, but like we're even like it, it takes a lot to keep Mishka, for instance, sometimes entertained because he's, he's like very he, yeah, and he's very intelligent. Yeah, and, yeah, and intelligent and another thing, wolves are also extremely intelligent. So yeah. when you mix a, a intelligent wolf with an intelligent dog breed, that you know wolves cover miles of territory, mm-hmm. and and now they just have your yard. Yeah, right. There's a lot there. They really are a lot. It takes somebody who's willing to work with them and keep them entertained. Otherwise, they get into trouble. Yeah. Uh, I. It also kind of reminds me of uh, when Game of Thrones got popular and the everyone's like, oh, look at those cool dire wolves. And then everyone wanted huskies and malamutes and like they lived in apartments and in mm. large cities. God. And then they're like, oh, it's uncontrollable. It's like, uh, did you just... Did you not? Did you not did look you into the fact that? Yeah, they did. They hundred yeah. percent did. And, and did you not look into the fact that you're gonna have to be like walking like this dog like four times a day because if you live in an apartment, you kind of have to do that. They like, need to be able to stay outside because heard... they have so much energy, and if they get bored, they're gonna destroy your apartment. But yep. there are right. people who can manage that, like people who like a lot of running and activity. And if they work from home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, that dog is gonna destroy your apartment. I mean, you can also get around it if you have the disposable income to hire the like wag walkers and things like that there are ways to help i mean most people don't have the disposable income for that though unless they budgeted for it but yeah no this this leads to things like that where people are like wolves are cool let me get a wolf dog right they are but you need a yard (laughs) and just like with your huskies and northern type breeds 
you have the extra thick coat. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, you've got to be careful with them in the uh, in the summertime because they do overheat mm-hmm. and right. they want to stay cool and all that. So that's another issue with them and similar breeds. And another thing to keep in mind, because I don't think people think about this, but Huskies who have double layered coats, while it helps keep them warm, it also helps keep them cool. So shaving them down is not necessarily the best thing either because you're you're defeating some of their natural prone cool down system. Right. So I think that's something people don't always think about. And yeah. also, if I was a wolf dog breeder, I would also be very careful about who I gave it to because I wouldn't want like them to get eaten by a badly trained wolf dog I mean, and then it get thrown back at you somehow. You mean bitten, really? Because I don't think bitten. the... If it's like a... If you raise this dog, I don't... I know it's part wolf. I know it's largely wolf, depending on the percentage, but I, I don't think it's... I gave you the 60% wolf. Probably going to murder you. I just feel Wait, like it would... man, question. Is there, uh, like, a limit on how much wolf there can be in a wolf dog for, like, this type of... Did your friend talk about anything like this? Um, pretty much if you get over 90%, you pretty much have a wolf. Okay. Yeah. So, like, so under 90 is the goal. Right. Okay. I mean, around 80, 80, 70 to 80 is what's considered a high percentage wolf dog. Normally, they don't bother with getting all the way up to, like, a 90% because then you you just really have a wolf. Um, and it ha- that has its own issues. I mean, uh, even with a high percentage wolf dog, you've got a lot of wolf behavior there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 80 is a lot. Yeah, that seems yeah. like too right. much wolf. That's a lot. And Phantom, the truthfully, the closest I ever came to getting bit by a dog oh. was Phantom. And oh, wow. he only missed by a hair. Wow. And he was the high percentage wolf dog that they kept for uh, somebody for a while, and he actually wound up being euthanized due to aggression issues. Oh. Because he was not socialized properly for a wolf dog. He was one of those that somebody got because they thought it was cool, and and they encouraged some of the behaviors that they thought were cool Mm -hmm. that, as an adult, were bad. Yeah, dangerous behaviors. People are so And made him a dangerous animal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they basically ruined this dog's life by doing what yeah. they thought was just so cool. Right. And by the time that she was keeping him, she wound up keeping him for them because he had bit somebody. And yeah. they had, there was issues of they would lose custody of a child, I think. I'm mm-hmm. not really, I, I think that's what was going on. It's been several years. I kind of feel like you shouldn't have wolf dogs around children. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like you're asking to lose a child there. Or have the dog have to be put down. Yeah. Right. Especially if you don't socialize it properly. I mean, Malupa, I was around her when I was in my teens. Um, Because this was several, several years ago on all this. And, but she was socialized properly. She, she was made sure that she behaved properly. Right. Um, even if she had been a dominant type personality, she would have been, you know, taught to behave properly. Um, like I said, she got overcorrected, so she was definitely a wuss. Yeah, but what, like, this was a while back from what you were talking about off, uh, air. So, like, there has also been a shift in dog training 
over collectiveness versus Mm. um, positive behavioral conditioning. Right. Right. Because that used to be the only thing is you just correct the behavior. You wouldn't do positive reinforcement. Yeah. Right. This this was when um, the time frame where it was, well, they growled at you the food, about food, pin them to the ground and, you know, show them who's dominant. Mm -hmm. You know, that type of behavior training as what was appropriate. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's come a long ways from that. Yeah, it, yeah. it's been debunked a lot that that's not helpful. Right. And it doesn't create the behavior you want. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't work towards the goal that's actually going to accomplish the... It'll probably give your dog a complex. Right. Yeah. It makes them... Yeah, it, it causes did. more behavioral issues. Yeah. And it did give her a complex, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But the, it was a case of doing what you understood was appropriate training at that time. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's which makes sense i mean you can't have a conversation with dogs or wolf dogs mm-hmm. yeah. to figure out hey what would you respond to better you think yeah. Yeah. right it, it would be so lovely if people ever get a translator between us and animals i mean there's what behaviorists try to do yeah, yeah. i would love to talk to my dogs. i know i spent <laughs> at least a couple years trying to trying to get some way of convincing Belle that if she would not pee in the house she could stay in more Aww. yeah mm-hmm. And she's like, but eh, I think I'm going to pee in the house. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you should also leave me in here. Mm-hmm. There's a fancy bathroom. Van, just leave me in the house. <laughs> right. I don't understand this problem. Why do you have a problem here? What What I loved was when we were potting training Mishka and Rue on rainy nights, they wouldn't wake me up. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's, it's really gross out there. You don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. I'll just pee over here. <laughs> I don't want to wake you up. Let's not trouble you. I'm just going to go over here, okay? <laughs> yep, yep. That's right. cool, right? No? Okay. And um, at the moment, the conversation I really wish I could have is with Cabby telling her that when she's no longer got the nickname Princess Dingleberry, then she goes <laughs> off her diet again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How is that going, anyway? I know you've been struggling with Oh, I've weight. been being lax until, well, she's Princess Dingleberry again. I mean, so you've been working too much. I'm amazed that at the moment there's not screaming happening at me because pretty much I spend most of the night with her or anytime I'm home with her outside the baby gate because she will not jump a baby gate because mm-hmm. that would burn a calorie. Yep, yep. And okay. with her sitting there outside the baby gate screaming. Oh my so gosh. So what is the situation? Can you explain? No, the cabbie is one of Van's cats and oh, okay. she's overweight and it's been a, a thing that's been an issue for a while but he works too much. I, I think that's why you're probably having trouble being strict with her. Well, it, she's just so sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, she doesn't want to burn a calorie. <laughs> this cat will not go- okay i've never met a cat that would not jump a baby gate this cat will not jump a baby gate because that would burn a calorie mm-hmm. <laughs> have you thought about putting the food just slightly out of reach she'll sit there and scream the whole time because she won't burn the calorie to get to it oh um, i guess that's an impressive level of laziness just, just oh get- yes oh my god she's like i'm baby this is why she's 18 pounds oh, oh my god <laughs> poor baby okay well good luck with that van just get her a swimming pool so she can exercise the legs she'll the probably water. just like float because i assume you have to put something <laughs> on her so yep. she won't drown probably <laughs> well, she's cool probably float no problem <laughs> okay yeah and here's another thing cabby was a feral kid and she only likes me the the one time she will burn a calorie 
is running when somebody strange comes in the house. Okay. And strange is anybody but me. So you just need to have uh, friends over a lot. Nobody I else see. gets to see this cat, you know, except as a blur pinging off wall. Oh. But she lets me pet her. She does not let me pick her up. She does not let me do other things. So when it in cases like this, I have to get, go to the drug, go to the vet's office and pretty much roofie the cat if I need to do any grooming issues because you know she's still so she's a wolf she's cat. She's domestic huh? to me, but she's pretty feral domestic. Feral cats, the wolf cats of the uh, cat community. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I think anything wolf cat would be disgraced by the eighteen pound wonder. Maybe a feral Bengal cat. You know, I feel yeah. like that would be comparable to wolf dogs. Yeah, Cabby is not. Mm. <laughs> Cabby is like, you've seen those cartoons where animals ate fast food? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's round. Oh, baby. But yeah, she's something else. So wolf dogs. Um... You're right. Um, my sampling size on them is limited because I only knew the one person. That's understandable. And I only knew the... Well, okay. I only knew... The one from the that was trained badly and that was kept for a while, and the one that was trained well, well, okay, well by the t- standards of the time, mm-hmm. and her offspring. So it's sort of a limited sampling size. I do know that once again, places like Florida, you can get permits to legally, you know, with no issues, own a wolf dog. Uh, I know that there's other places. I do know that there's sort of far you between of course florida is a state where you can have a wolf dog yep they're very permissive yeah, it seems like you can have anything in florida almost except for big pythons now what? did they say no to big pythons did they have a big python yeah. um because of the everglades issue yeah that makes sense yeah. were they being set loose or something yeah oh, yes okay. yeah they get too uh, big for people they're people are extreme just like, in the everglades Oh, and they're wreaking havoc with the ecosystem. Yeah. Just oh, like yeah. the iguanas. Do they eat the iguanas? Probably. Look. Is that going to solve their iguana no, problem? Nope. No, look. <laughs> nope. They've tried this in other countries. They've had invasive species. They're like, what if I bring in another invasive species? How did this go wrong? There's rabbits everywhere. I know. I'll bring cats. Oh, no. <laughs> you know how you hear yeah, about um... people solving problems by adding wolves? I mean, I feel like Florida's not the right climate for that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I always like that idea where it's like, oh, there's a really big deer population problem. Let's add wolves. Well, it was also reintroducing wolves to an area they oh, I know. needed Yellow to at Stone. one point. I don't really... Right. And it, and it changed the way the rivers flowed. It's not a case flowed. of introducing an invasive species. It's reintroducing a natural species. Yeah. 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 Yes, indeed. Did you guys hear about the hunting in, I think it was Wisconsin? It's Wisconsin no. or Ohio. Oh, I remember this. This is too sad. Yeah, there was like a really brief window when they allowed, for whatever f- stupid reason, um, wolf hunting was legal for like a day or something. I don't know. And they way overkilled. So they had to like, uh-huh. they're like, no, no, okay. They, they f- overkilled so much. I don't know yeah. why you actually. Because people are really excited to kill these beautiful animals and why it, it pisses me off. Me? Because they're assholes. Actually, because you have a very small ding dong. See, the only thing I can think Uh, of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I do know the reason why they would open a wind, uh, you know, a wild hunt, and that is is thinning the population. Yeah, I mean uh, that's the only reason ever, but it's still they shouldn't have done it the way they did it, where they're like, let's open it to the public. Exactly. Yeah, it should be a Um, conservationist 
point only. Yeah. Like, we're only They could have relocated them also. Permits. Okay, yeah. but that pisses... They can relocate them. Like, we don't have enough wolves. Yeah. They could probably trap them and relocate them somewhere where you need wolves. What was that? We don't have to that? murder them. What was that Liam Neeson movie about, like, like Alaska? He crashed with a group of people and they had to make it back to, like, the oil area... And he had to like, tra- he had to like guide this group through like a wolf infested thing. Oh, what was it called? I watched it. it. Was it wasn't that bad? It was mainly Liam Neeson sad because his family died. I don't think they were murdered by wolves, but he was dealing. I don't know. Wolf. I haven't seen this movie. It's like I don't know the Great White or something like that. That sounds about right. Liam Neeson wolf movie. Wolf movie. Yeah, we're doing Google live that. Google now, guys. This is live Google corner. The Gray. The Gray. That was it. The I've, I've heard of the movie. I did not see it. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's a decent Liam Neeson movie. So wolves. So wolves. And it had wolves. Okay. It had wolves. And the wolves were hunting Liam Neeson and his oil crew. I think they worked on the pipeline in Alaska's the thought. And their helicopter crashed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's feasible, actually. Uh, I do know that wolf packs have hunted people before. Yeah. Yeah. That was the whole setup for the movie, is, like, the food had been scarce that winter. Yep. Right. Well, I mean, simply put, with our technology, we're a nice, tasty prey animal. Yeah. I'm sure we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, big cats and wolves, they, they and bears. Tools. Yeah. I know in, um... Russia bears are a big issue. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the but, bears are, I think, have a right to take out the Russians because they they did have what was it bear biting or bear baiting? Yeah, bear baiting. Yeah, that was a huge thing in different uh, royalty groups. But I think it might have originated from Russia, if I remember right, the czars. But I could be wrong. Uh, this is Dan misremembering history facts. Yeah, this is bears. That doesn't have anything to do with wolf dogs. We yeah. always stay 100% on topic. Always. We're very professional and strict about that. So, yeah, I mean, it's loosely on topic. We're talking big predator here. Yeah. yeah um, so, for, let's say, theoretically, it was allowed in your area to legally own this animal. How do you go about finding, or how did your friend possibly find a, let's say, a legitimate breeder would be I guess what you would have to look for because you're obviously not going to find these at the pound. Right. Contrary to Um, belief of many. (laughs) Truthfully, if it's someplace like Florida, you find a legitimate breeder because you can find where they advertise and stuff. Um, And I do know that the breeder... The Dibmalupa does did have paperwork uh, on the wolf parents, so you know they they should have paperwork on their wolves because you have to have paperwork to have gotten the wolves in the first place. Right, wherever you got them from, so there should be something they can show you going. Oh, this is um, they they have a lineage, you know, just like trigger yeah, dogs. A pedigree. They actually have a genuine pedigree. Yeah. Right, because you can't just, oh, get a wolf from the pound, like you said. Right. So you can't be breeding it to a Malamute 
without having got the wolf in the first place. So you'll have paperwork on your wolf, or the person will have paperwork on their wolves. Now, is once you start getting down to, like, with Malupa did not have paperwork because there's not really a registration for the offspring from the wolf bred to the dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So once you start, you know, I don't know whether Malupa's parents had paperwork, but they had paperwork to show that they had that the wolf was back there. Right. Because okay. you know you breed a breed a certain amount to get your percentages, and both that you know you won't always have paperwork on a specific animal but you will have your original wolf paperwork okay right okay and what normally happens is like they breed the wolf to a dog that's a that's a 50 50 and so then they'll breed the wolf to one of those offspring to up the percentage or breed a different wolf to the offspring to up the percentage right so that's how it, so it so what if it's a half if it's a half dog half wolf you bring it to a wolf it's what 75 percent wolf in yeah. theory okay hmm. interesante so uh, it take a bit of math to figure out how they got 80 percent and 20 yeah yeah so I'm sure I could get there, but I just know that that's what she was supposed to be. We're just going to do basic. This isn't a math podcast. This is, no, this, this is, is definitely yeah. a math podcast. I mean, we could get there eventually, but uh, yeah. I should have done my homework on that beforehand if we were going to do that. Let's, let's get the up. listeners, if they want, they can do the homework. Okay, guys, get up <laughs> yeah. and pun it squares. Do you is love fractions the... and stuff? <laughs> you can figure it out. Isn't that the hereditary thing where you can decide if you had where, where you are in the little area of ratio chance to get brown eyes and then people are like wait between my parents i couldn't have these eyes i'm adopted that's not, oh the, my that's not the same thing i don't think I don't know. It's no genes. actually it's not yeah it's genes okay. though it's not percentages of what um, you are yeah traits oh it's not the dominant recessive you're right yeah yeah we're just looking at amounts yeah. rather than what traits there are it's that just fractions sense. that makes sense. yeah everyone get your ti 350 out Ti350x. Start crunching those numbers. I'm already getting. I'm gonna play snake on some mine. flashbacks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna write boobs on mine and show it upside down and show my professors. Look at what I did, man. <laughs> and they're like, great, you get an F. <laughs> you get an F. You get you get three Fs in a row. <laughs> okay. but yeah. So if you're looking to get a wolf dog and they're legal in your area. Just then understand you're going to find somebody who has legitimate paperwork and they more than likely will have at least one wolf on the premises because they're breeding for wolf dogs, which means I eat, they have a wolf to breed. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. I just want to meet a wolf. I know you do. Like, in captivity, I guess. You just want to see one. I do. Well, like, closer than you normally would, I guess. At zoos and things. Yeah, because yeah. they're so far off. Yeah, and most of the time they're, like, asleep on a rock, so. Yeah. You know, very fascinating animals. Yep. As- I would say there used to be, which I don't think they're open anymore, there used to be a glorified zoo. Not really a zoo, but, like, a big cat sanctuary thing. Mushroom Huntsville is more along the lines of somebody set it up so that they could have things they wanted, I think. Um, oh. But they had wolves there that you could get a lot closer than a zoo. 
They have a place in Florida. They got shut down. No. There's a, there's a place that I think is still open in Florida. It's a sanctuary, and I'm pretty sure you can actually go in the enclosure with them. Yeah, they. Wow. It looks like they have three or four wolves because we looked at going. It's to extremely this thing. expensive now. Yeah. yeah. Because it was a more reasonable price, and then when we finally went down to be able to do it, apparently they had, they had changed things, and it was, like, ridiculous. They things, like, a month before we went down, Which and I had really checked it right before we went down, because I looked at it a couple months before, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, they, it's been the same price for a while. And yeah. I went to call to set up a, a thing, and all their information changed on their website. I was like, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, we can set up private tours for blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, thank you. It's not what we came for. That was not the understanding. There was a, a local place called uh, Yellow River Game Ranch that uh-huh. actually closed down um, just like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. But I used to go to that like all throughout my childhood. And you could pet uh, uh, roaming animals in their sanctuary. And they did have wolves, but um, none that you could get close to. Right. But they the wolves were there. Wolves, bears, bison... Yeah. Um, roaming the the creatures that roamed around, you could do rabbits, deer everywhere. The place was lousy with deer. There are chipmunks that would take peanuts out of your hand. There are peacocks just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. There there was this place in Louisiana that we got to go to a couple of times on field trips. It was one of those like you ride on a little track around the thing. And you got mm-hmm. to feed different animals, and they had like they had giraffes they had zebras they had um, like a drive-through safari-ish type thing except yeah it, it was all educational it wasn't like right. one of those shady ones it was a legitimate <laughs> like i think it had connections with the audubon zoo okay right. because we had that in uh new orleans was the audubon zoo and the audubon aquarium i think it's the new orleans aquarium affiliate but i can't remember because i'm a child Went on. But you got a cup full of seed and you would feed them. Yep. And uh, we got warned about, uh, I forget, I think it was the zebras or the cows because uh, one of them would steal the cups if you weren't careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like zebra behavior. Yeah. It smells like a zebra plop problem mile away. I, I remember the, I, I don't remember what kind of cattle, it was some kind of cattle, but they would like loop their tongue and you would just pour it in because that was something the um tour guide said was hey guys save a little bit at the end because we're gonna run in all these cows and they do a really cool thing you'll just pour the rest of them in your in the cow's mouth and they have yep. like a little loopy tongue and you just pour it in and they're like <laughs> yep very cool that's what we would do we would bring extra carrots to yellow river game ranch and the bison would be behind a fence but you could go up to the fence and feed them oh. and they would grab the carrot with their tongue through the fence and then, <laughs> that was fun fun times yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Okay, so you I have think, now... Oh, I think all cows can manage the loopy tongue thing. Okay. It's just whether they've learned to do it or not. Yeah. And I also wanted to say when it comes to, like, the safari-type tours, stuff like that, reasons why you wouldn't be able... Most places wouldn't have it where you could get close enough to the wolves or it's because liability issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Once again, when you start dealing with big predators, you end up with people do stupid stuff that gets them hurt, gets oh, them yeah. bit, yeah. and you've got rabies issues when any, some, whenever somebody gets bit. Yeah, I think the place down in Florida, these wolves were like um, retired domesticated wolves from either zoos or like film industry type thing where mm-hmm. they were like trained animals. Right. And then they were right. raised in the wild. 
Yeah, right. Because otherwise you cannot let people go in there with them. I mean, they're still wild animals, so they're still a risk. Right. Right. But they wouldn't be like huge groups of people with them. A lot of the movie industry wolves are extremely trained. Yeah. And it's it's still a liability issue if something were to happen, Mm -hmm. but it's less, it's, they can manage, you know, the prices probably went up because their insurance went, uh, we still need to get more out of this. Yeah, right. and, and it looked from some of the reviews I read on it about, like, at least the more recent visit, it seemed to have turned into very, like, you got to spend, like, two seconds and then you were hurried on your way because the Which is, days were, like, Saturday where that's, they had, like, a Yeah, but that's visit. BS when you have to pay, like, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wasn't it, like, 500 or some well, bullshit? Well, that was, was for the private. The, the, yeah, we, but that's all they were doing. No, they had the open. It's just we weren't going to be in town then. Oh. We were driving back that day. I don't know. It it uh, seemed like it was um, more educational, and then they got more interested in profit. That's what it seemed like. It also like. was connected with a right. campsite. I don't know. There, the thing is, you you do run into the risk of anything with touristy things like that. They are in a degree there for a profit. Yeah, because I mean, unfortunately, the permits, the feeding, the care, because they wolves don't won't just plain kibble they yeah. don't thrive as well no of course not yeah no and wolf dogs also you know their diet is a little bit different than the regular dogs they don't thrive as well on just plain dried kibble dog food yeah uh you know they're more willing to eat it than most wolves that from my understanding but um they still you know supplement their food a lot yeah. So, you know, you've got all those costs that go with keeping the animals, so I can see trying to get back money because, unfortunately, there's very few people in this world that can do something just because the heck of it. Yeah. And also supply and demand. The more supply, uh, the more demand, the less the supply, the less time you have to have have for people to see them because you're trying to get more people through mm-hmm. yeah and i get that but like if you have to pay it's that much money they should still have better reviews for when they paid that much money yeah well like exactly. i was saying the day that we could have possibly afforded it sounded like that was the day where they have the mass amount of crowds which is yeah. why it can be for that cheap and so they're just like hurrying people along to give everyone like their chance they didn't only have wolves they had raccoons yeah. uh foxes skunks yeah right. other but stuff the, too yeah but the big yeah. thing was the wolf enclosure yeah it's about like when i went on a cruise and i was looking at the dolphins uh you know you they spend out of the two hours they spend about an hour talking to you and then about 10 minutes with the dolphins yeah and you also have to take in consideration these animals are animals and they're not just there to be poked and prodded so you do have to limit contact with them no i know and i also have like a you know it's probably not the best for the animals to have these things yeah 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 i'm aware of that i still want to see a wolf like up close yeah right but yeah i don't there's the ethical struggle about it yeah yeah because it is wild. It's Which like, is why I would rather it be more of like an educational facility. One of my favorite things at Renaissance Fairs is the raptor shows because I get I get to see them up close 
and flying around, but it's also educational and safe for them. Oh, the 2018 Ren Fair Raptor Show had a gentleman who also did magic tricks with rats. Uh. And when I went into Ren Fair, he snuck up on me with two fistfuls of rats mm-hmm. and then, like, held them up to my face. But I didn't notice it right away. And so Matt was like, hey, turn around. And I turned around and I saw two rats in my face. And I immediately grabbed the rats out of the man's hands. And he's like, what's happening? Because he wanted me to be scared. But he didn't understand that I'm rat daddy. So I grabbed the rats and I petted them. And I was like, what's their names? And he was like, can I have my rats back, rat daddy? Kenneth and Jeremy. And I'm like. So yeah, Ren Fair. Great, great fun times. <laughs> Maybe there'll be yeah. wolves at Red Fair too. Uh, no, scary. that would be too risky. That would also no, be too I loud know, for I, wolves. I, I, I'm joking. Yeah. Georgia Ren Fair, don't even try it. Don't yeah. even. Georgia Ren Fair, if you're listening. Yes. Don't have, don't have wolves. Don't bring wolves. I'm sure they weren't going to. No. Yeah. If they were, they would have done it during the Game of Thrones era. That's yeah. true. Which is past. Yeah. Well, the they can still ending. bring it back. People like wolves, but anyway. Anyway. They shouldn't. Um, yeah. And. Which, if I still, uh, you know, if I still knew the person, they still had the wolf dogs. I would definitely set you up to visit one. But yeah, yeah. that's fair. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, life brings things around. So one of these days, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and as we've said many times, wild animals are not pets. We can love them from a distance and respect them in their natural habitats. And if you do have a wolf dog, please take care of it. Yeah. Please do your best for the animal. Yes. And what they need. Be aware of the legalities in your area. Yeah. And when it comes to skunks and wolves and squirrels. <laughs> squirrels. Anything. Yeah. I mean. Possums. All the cute ones. Yeah. So, and armadillos and other things. Yep. I armadillos, still love that one. Harbingers of leprosy. Yep. Is there well, any... It's only certain types of armadillo. Oh, really? ones that are... Uh, I can't remember whether it's the seven banded or nine banded, but wow. the one that is native or becoming native to the Alabama area mm-hmm. is not the kind that carries leprosy. Oh, oh that's good. Cool beans. Also, ninety nine. Like, a, and I think I think you you know this band. It's like it's like ninety nine percent of human beings are actually not susceptible to leprosy nowadays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, the last leprosy col- colony was a place in Louisiana, also. Wow, I am learning so much fun I stuff today. I forget the name of the place, but apparently it wasn't very far from where I grew up. Because oh. I googled it when I learned like there was a leprosy colony in Louisiana. I'm like, oh, that was like 30 to an hour away from where I lived. Interesting. Yeah, and oh, the treatment for leprosy is a lot better nowadays. Yeah, yeah. You tr- it's very treatable. Yeah. Is yeah. So, is there any other wolfy information you would like to impart on our listeners before we wrap up? Not that I can think of. I don't really have any links, uh, pages, or anything to recommend on them. Yeah. Um, I don't think pretty much wise to anyway. Yeah. No. Yeah. You sh- generally, no one should own. I'm, very few people should own wolf dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Very few would actually yeah. be equipped to handle it. Yeah, it is still a very interesting topic. I think this is oh, yeah. not something we're trying to promote. We don't think the vast majority of human beings should have wolf dogs or have the ability right. to take care of them properly. Right, they should never be something like in demand because the vast majority of people will just end up uh, not doing well with them, and the animal will have to be put down. Yeah, 
Yeah, like Phantom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because that's it's a lie. Yeah. Because they are, yeah, they are definitely, they will test your patience beyond belief. Yeah, I have stubborn dogs, and I, 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 I and that's just the husky in them. Yeah, I don't think I can handle like a pure husky ever. I don't yeah. think I could handle a more stubborn dog than Mishka. I have never had any interest <laughs> in getting yeah. any kind of difficult dog. <laughs> if you... Maybe the people who can manage pure huskies and Belinois. Malinois and all that. Yeah, if you're yeah. excellent with them, maybe you might might yeah. think about the challenge. But it's still not it's still, the best idea. Yeah. Normally, you can find things that you want in the dog world. Right. Yeah. That's why you. That's why you got to research. You know the breed because there is you know differences between breeds and just make sure that what you are looking for matches up with what is common. In that breed. People not need to not get things just for the aesthetic. You need to research and find out what they're actually like. Yep. And that's yep. why I knew that I would be good with pitbulls. Yep. Pitbulls and cocker spaniels. Those are my two options. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine with a cocker spaniel. They're just hard to find and expensive also. Pitbulls yeah. are yeah. trash dogs. I was like, I want the dumpster dog. Mm. Give me the dog that comes out of the There's dumpster. a lot of them in our region, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. When you end up, when people start ending up getting things because they're cool, then they start yeah. becoming dumpster animals. You know, people yeah. got German Shepherds because they were cool, and now they're problems. I mean, Huskies, too. People got mm-hmm. Huskies because they're cool. Yeah. People got Labs because they're cool. Yeah. I mean, Labs are easy. Because you think they're Compared cool. Them because they would go well in your life. Yeah. 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 I will say. Yeah, I you can get Rescue Huskies because there's a lot of people who. Should not have been breeding them. It was the Game of Thrones. Yeah, there's like backyard breeders who should never have been doing it, and it wasn't as profitable as they expected. And then they're at they end up at rescues and you know pounds and and everything. Quarter farm animal issues that too. Like from where we got ours. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. our ours was from like a hoarder farm. That's where our puppies came from. A hoarder farm um, little situation. Yeah. Yay, hoarder farms. Yay. It's just funny though because our dogs do not have the husky fur, but they're like half according to the mom. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like Charlie is like you know mostly, mostly pit bull, but he he has like he doesn't look twelve point five percent sight hound, and because of that little percentage of sight hound, he just looks like a little fucking whippet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also has the weird curly fur. You yeah. can just never predict. I have no idea where like Chow Chow probably oh, probably yeah, comes from his little, little percentage of Chow Chow. That would make sense. Which also means that his tiny black fur blows out every s- summer. And we'll there's like out. tiny black fur every... No, oh. it's already happened. Oh, okay. It's done. It's, he's exploded. <laughs> Forever. And it really is interesting what they inherit. Because like yeah. I said, that there was the one that he only could have 10% uh, Malamute in, but he looked exactly like a Malamute. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I will one. That is so funny. I'll be very curious if Rue has like the tiniest bit of hound because she looks so much like a freaking hound. She yep, does. Her and, her and Charlie, they're hound siblings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I know. So, Van, yeah. we will have you on, hopefully for a happier topic that's not like in a weird, gray, illegal area where we're trying to advise people not to, <laughs> to own. We're going to talk about this, like but also don't well, do it. You just weren't in a weird, gray area, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of the things you talk about, there's the legality is always questioned because these are exotic animals usually. I think skunks are great. Yeah, 
Yeah. We, we should have a barnyard episode with you where you talk about, like, your cow's experience and, like, some of the, like, your maybe ducks or, like, chicken experience. That would be an interesting talk about I can contribute to the chicken conversation. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm surrounded uh, by them. I had a chicken named Daredevil and we just named Cupcake. And Yay, Cupcake! We should have another... I love Cupcake. We should have a Cupcake, cupcake episode. Cupcake come up and let you pick him up and hold him and tow him around... Nice. Oh, no. I love the cupcake as a boy, too. I love it. That's my favorite thing ever. Cupcake the chicken. Yeah. Maybe we'll have, a, we'll have you back on. With the goose, and when he hatched out, I held him out to somebody and said, look, he's so cute. Eat me. You know, like <laughs> a cupcake off of Alice in Wonderland. No, That is adorable. Love it. We should have a barnyard fowl episode. I like that. Yeah. Happy yeah, episode. I've got a bunch of stories when it comes to them. Mm-hmm. Nice. That would be a good episode. Okay, we'll have you back on. You will be free now to wander and get some sleep from your new all-night schedule. But, um, yep. Heath, where can people find us for legal animal pictures? <laughs> wow, do you phrase that weirdly? Like the pictures themselves could be illegal? These, pe- these pictures legally are very owned, illegal. Yeah. Legally owned animal photos. Okay, ethical animal photos, I guess? Ethical animal photos. Okay. There you go. We got yeah, because you know, photo proof is you know problematic sometimes. Yeah. This is true. Mhm. Mhm. Don't 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 um don't videos your crime, guys. Yeah. Exactly. Having posted about squirrel when you illegally owned, I don't know. You didn't own it. Those were no. those no, were no. difficult no, times. This, that was a foster squirrel. That was the a foster squirrel. Squirrel was just chilling out in the it's cage and happened COVID. to be around near inside your house. And the, if uh, I just happened to have a bottle to feed it. Look, the rescues were all filled up. Yeah, we did. You try. didn't tell the squirrel to drink from that bottle. You just put the bottle there. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you can you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord, Pet Parents Pod. You can also email us at petparentspod at gmail.com. We will continue to get better. And good luck with your hopes and dreams. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.